Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Tuesday, July 12. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Jafet de Oliveira. Jafet is our resident pastor here at Daily Walk, so he gets to always do the praying. So would you go ahead and do that? Yeah, sure. Thank Be you. delighted to. All right. Heavenly Father, just again, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity for us just to pause at the beginning of a day. Uh, we don't know what's ahead of us. Uh, lots of different pressures, lots of different things we're thinking of, uh, family and work. And uh, Lord, I ask for a blessing on this passage, uh, fresh insight in this paraphrase as we go through it. May we see a new insight into our own lives and uh, lives of the wider community that we belong to. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, it's Tuesday. It's time for the message. Romans 4, 1 through 12. And I realize, you know, my obsession with the message makes it sound like I'm kind of unintelligent, right? Uh, kind of lowbrow. <laughs> I just want to assure you, I am not lowbrow, okay. just in case anyone out say, there is, wow. is thinking that. Yeah. I didn't want you to, you know, get that idea. I want you to think highly of me as yes. I think highly of myself. Oh, hey, in you spite know, that of the leads, grace that I have That leads received. into the question from yesterday. I'm, I'm, that's so no, apropos. We're, we're done with that. I was just thinking yeah. a little, you know. Okay, we're reading Romans 4, 1 through 12. Again, message. And the subtitle this time does not even contain the word Abraham. It's mm. just trust in God. Mm. So how do we fit what we know of Abraham, our first father in the faith, into this new way of looking at things? If Abraham, by what he did for God, got God to approve him, he could certainly have taken credit for it. But the story we're given is a God story, not an Abraham story. What we read in Scripture is... Abraham entered into what God was doing for him, and that was the turning point. He trusted God to set him right instead of trying to be right on his own. If you're a hard worker and do a good job, you deserve your pay. We don't call your wages a gift. But if you see that the job is too big for you, that it's something only God can do, and you trust him to do it, you could never do it for yourself, no matter how hard and long you worked, well, that trusting him to do it is what gets you set right with God, by God, sheer gift. David confirms this way of looking at it, saying that the one who trusts God to do the putting everything right without insisting on having a say in it is one fortunate man. Fortunate those whose crimes are carted off, whose sins are wiped clean from the slate. Fortunate the person against whom the Lord does not keep score. Do you think for a minute that this blessing is only pronounced over those of us who keep our religious ways and are circumcised? Or do you think it is possible that the blessing could be given to those who never even heard of our ways, who were never brought up in the disciplines of God. We all agree, don't we, that it was by embracing what God did for him that Abraham was declared fit before God. Now think, was that declaration made before or after he was marked by the covenant rite of circumcision? That's right, before he was marked. That means that he underwent circumcision as evidence and confirmation of what God had done long before to bring him into this acceptable standing with himself an act of God he had embraced with his whole life. And it means further that Abraham is father of all people who embrace what God does for them while they are still on the outs with God, as yet unidentified as God's in an uncircumcised condition. It is precisely these people in this condition who are called set right by God and with God. 
Abraham is also, of course, father of those who've undergone the religious rite of circumcision, not just because of the ritual, but because they were willing to live in the risky faith embrace of God's action for them, the way Abraham lived long before he was marked by circumcision. Here, I like the way they put uncircumcised in quotation marks yeah. to show that it's symbolic. I thought it was actually a really good paraphrase. Yeah, it was very long. Yeah. It was like twice as long as... Yeah, sometimes it takes ones. a long... What? Sometimes it takes a long time to say the same thing. Over what? and over and over again. What? You mean... You mean? I love... What I have to say is <laughs> I, just, I just love the way Paul does the rhetorical question thing, except uh-huh. it's not rhetorical because then he... Well, he doesn't expect an answer because yeah, he's going to answer tribe. it right away. Now think... I have a question for you. <laughs> Actually, it was very common. It was very common at that time. And uh, then I'll answer it right away before be you even write, had time to think. To write that way, to say a question, yes. and then to be able to like to, uh, answer the question answer as well, yeah. and to and to preempt a, a negative thought. Well, it, it's still common if you read certain. There are certain Bible study things that will do this kind of thing. No, They'll ask you a really, really obvious question. Where it, I don't it know has what you're leading, referring to. We're leading the witness. I don't know what you're referring to. Like, Let's hmm, not mention which do one I that is. Have a choice of what the answers could possibly be. It's in the paragraph no. below. <laughs> it may drive me slightly insane. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? For some people, that's actually really good to be able to find the answer below. It's like those uh, homework books. I remember when they, they had the answers at the back. They'd usually be upside down. Upside though, down. Or in the back. In the so back. You'd have to and look. it'd be like the alternative ones. And you would know you not were Not that a total I ever looked. If you not that looking. I ever looked, but of course, you know, just that they existed. And yes. somebody may have told me that they existed at the back. Um, anyway, so <laughs> here's the questions. Here's the que- uh, question, sorry. Uh, no, actually, two questions. It's, yes. it's appropriate that I uh, made it's that a plural. It's a two part question. Yeah, and, and would you believe it that because we had such a long passage, we have a long questions today? So here we go. Have you allowed what used to be a love relationship to become more of an obligation? Is there something you can do to change that back around? Mm. Oh, yeah, because mm. Pastor Mark was talking about, yeah. you know, God not saving us out of obligation. Yeah. And he gave the example of taking, suppose he took his wife to a nice restaurant and she was thanking him for his kindness and taking her out and, and then suppose he were to look at her and just say, well, I just felt like I was obligated to take you out. But it would, would go down s- really well. Like kill the... The mood. Yes. Yeah, but so, it would go down really well. Yeah. I suppose I agree. Well, I agree wholeheartedly with Pastor Mark that you should not ever say that you were doing things out of obligation. <laughs> you should never say it. You should just do it. You should never it. say it. You should just do but it. But I do <laughs> highly believe in obligation. I think it's what makes the world go round. Oh, yeah, that's great. I and mean, especially think if you, about it. Especially if you could have, hold resentment well, you don't have underneath to be seething while you're upholding the Why obligation. Does, no. Yeah, because that does not come across to people. Okay, well, we <laughs> talk then about... <laughs> Something that you think used to be a love relationship that's become more of an obligation. What you might no, do to change I, that background? No, I think I think I think you're right. I mean, look, I th- I think that it actually I think there are times where obligation actually holds you through difficult times inside a love relationship with people and and with community at large. I think it actually does. But but how do you turn that around from being an obligation to actually a love relationship? I think it 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 comes from confession. Well, I sometimes think that it's the age-old question of which comes first, acting or feeling. Mm. Because sometimes, you know, yeah, like yeah, suppose yeah. you've been invited to a party and you've said you're going to come, right? Yeah, yeah. You RSVP'd yes. Oh. And then, then on the day, you don't feel like it. Mm. You think, eh, I don't feel like going. But out of obligation, you force yourself to go. And then it turns out and you have a good And you realize how much, how good it was. It's fun and you're glad you went. And, you know, it's a good time and a good memory. Um, 
and that feeling would not have happened if you hadn't acted. I, I, I believe that too. I mean, it's like why I encourage couples to, you know, to have regular time uh, to, to go out, uh, if they go out once a month or once a week or whatever it is, depending on what's going on in their lives and stuff, just setting aside time. I was talking to a couple who said to me that they, they don't like to set time aside because they feel like if they set time aside, it's too mechanical and too... Yes, obligatory. Obligatory, right? They want it to just be kind of free-flowing. Spontaneous. And oh, spontaneous. Yeah, everybody wants to feel right. great about everything all the time. Yeah, but and I said, that's not that's Did not you say, real. well, how's that working out for you? Yeah, I didn't get into that too much because mm-hmm. I was like, that's just going to become a massive mess. But but I could see, I was like, this is not how life just... Uh, yeah, because you can't be spontaneous about absolutely everything because if you are... Nothing eventually will get done. It's like, um, well, I was hoping to be spontaneous about my shower. Well, yeah, it is odd that we have certain things that we think should spontaneous be spontaneous. Spontaneous about my food. I was going to eat things, one day. Yeah, you're not yeah. spontaneous about most of the workings I of I brush my life. teeth occasionally. Dr. Russell Hansen, I will and come it, see you. Right, it's an obligation yeah. to floss, yes. right? Oh, yes, flossing. Flossing yeah. is an obligation, yeah. but and it's probably not something that anybody ever loves oh no i know but some who, people who actually listen, do i think kyle today that, that was his idea for the the teenagers mm-hmm. daily walk was this idea that you actually say to yourself i value my teeth mm-hmm. i love my teeth mm-hmm. and so i'm going to floss or brush or mm-hmm. whatever and that i think that is a good answer to pastor mark's question that one way yeah. to get around a purely kind of robotic obligatory maybe slightly bitter attitude toward a relationship would be to, to think about what you love about it and why it's important to you. Why is it worth doing? I think that happens to us with God all the time. I think it's so easy to come to church and, and feel like, oh, that didn't mean anything, I didn't feel connected, or you, you know, you, you're into your own Bible study, your own daily walk with God, and you're feeling like, I'm not connecting, something's just flat, and, and you want to switch off. And I want to encourage you, wherever you are, to to just continue the process, continue the routine. It's actually a spiritual discipline, and that spiritual discipline eventually pays off. You oh, can yeah. you can See, return. I, I think disciplines of all kinds are yeah. just fantastic. Yeah, but I mean, I think some people actually are. I don't know. I don't know how you actually are able to do that really comfortably. I mean, you have this iron will to do that on many on many many areas but but i think that that's actually great but i think people struggle sometimes to keep this no it has to do with being a creature of habit i think some people are just yeah i kind of like i like to do the same things i don't get bored yeah doing the same things over and over so going to church every week it doesn't bother me particularly i don't get bored or feel like oh i need some new scenery really not very much no i like the same old scenes well I think this is a good question to reflect on today. So I want to encourage you guys, wherever you are, have you allowed what used to be a love relationship, whether that's, you know, a human one or one directly with God uh, that you have to become more of an obligation? Is there something you can do to change that at that back around and read the daily walk today and yes, as well? yes, the answer is go to church. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's how you turn it around. Absolutely. Boulder I'll, church. I'll see you there <laughs> or wherever you are. Yeah. Absolutely, for sure. If it's not but, Boulder, you're just out of luck, really. Yes, uh, and we'll we'll pray for you. No, the no, people kidding. in Boulder will, <laughs> will pray for you. No worries. Hey, look after yourselves uh, and live love, and we will connect tomorrow. God bless. Bye. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other 
and live love.